following is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. There we go. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? We are uh, gearing up for another episode of Great Waters Retirement Radio. Uh, I have a uh, new guy in here today, uh, Nick Folks from Great Waters Financial. And uh, we're going to be talking, of course, about your retirement. But I think, you know, huh, because I am a an independent person, I like to think of uh, retirement as becoming financially independent. How about that? Nick, what do you think about that? Well, I think that's fair. There's a lot of people who uh, kind of like the idea of running their own ship, right? Yeah. A lot of times when you think about planning, it's really hard to think about... So I, I do all the work, save up all this money, and then hand over the keys to my new car to somebody else. That's a, It can be a little bit of a, a struggle for people. <laughs> yes. Yes. As someone who's had to do that with my kids. Yeah, that's a struggle. <laughs> yeah, that's a struggle. Uh, so, you know, um, in in uh, if you're planning to retire in 2018, uh, whether your retirement date is this year, a few years down the road, or even if you've already retired, you may have some more work to do. Uh <clears throat> Why would that be? <laughs> Why would that be? I don't want more work. What do you mean? More work to do. Well, think about it this way, right? I, re- I remember listening to this speaker a number of years ago, and he said this phrase. It stuck with me for years. He said, everybody's going to end up somewhere. <laughs> well, profound. But, he's, uh, but the rest of the, the statement was, everybody's going to end up somewhere. Not everyone's going to end up somewhere on purpose. Right. And so a lot of times when we're when we're getting ready for retirement, everybody wants to end up somewhere. But have you really road mapped out? Have you created a blueprint that's going to show you how to get there on purpose? Intentional. Yes. You know, um, it, it's a very good point, Nick. And I, I think the interesting thing that I found over my career is the number of people who you know, everybody likes to do everything holding hands. Nobody wants to do anything alone for fear. Oh my gosh, what if it doesn't work out? But if it doesn't work out and I'm with everybody else and we're all screwed, well, then I guess it's okay. <laughs> you know? Uh, so the number of people who fund a retirement account in some, some qualified plan that's offered at work or even independently, but do not take a look at the trajectory of where they're actually going to end up or go with the plan that they're apparently apparently pursuing that i think is a huge problem it's a monumental issue that that uh that is not only problematic uh, from a standpoint that that uh, you probably need to need more money but it's a psychology thing i think people just don't want to know and they are enormously successful at deluding themselves into into not knowing i you know it, it's it's an interesting uh, uh, paradigm in that everybody who sh- who's even getting close to 50 should have a retirement plan analysis and see what it's going to cost with inflation and the you know de- yep. declining purchasing power of the dollar yep. based on your mortality, which we're going to talk about in a moment, that being that increasing all the time and how much money you're going to need to be able to make that work and whether or not what you're doing right now is going to get you to that point if you're on track or not. 
And the irony is that most people will tell you, oh, gosh, I just, you know what? I would just rather not know that. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't. I mean, you guys have to work your rear ends off to get people in to do this stuff. It's just mind boggling. You know, so we we do Great Waters Retirement Radio every first first Saturday of every month. Nearly every episode, we are encouraging people to go see the guys at Great Waters and get their free retirement analysis done. Did you just hear that right? Free. Free. Okay? I don't do anything for free. I don't know why they do. (laughs) But apparently, and yet people don't do it. I mean, it just, it blows my mind. So, I mean, that, that in and of itself, Nick, is, is my frustration with people. They, they just, they want to drive off the cliff mindlessly. You know, uh, don't tell me I'm going off a cliff. Just let me turn up the radio and here I go, you know? <laughs> so, so, so one of the things that, that, that is at issue as it relates to the, to the first topical point, which is you may, you may have more work to do. Part of that issue is the fact that Americans are living longer and longer. Right, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, That should be a good thing for us. And it is. But it's also something that we have to plan for. You know, studies are showing us that 40% of retirees are truly underestimating the life expectancy uh, by maybe five years or even more. So you have to plan to live longer. Average Americans right now, we're living into our late 80s. So... You still have to think, though, there's about a quarter of people who are 65 today that are going to live past the age of 90. Uh, One in 10 will live past the age of 95. So that means you could be spending 30, 40 years in retirement. And I try to tell people, you have to plan for longevity. You know, guys will come to the office and I'll say, what do you want to plan for? You know, like, let's talk about family history, things like that. And they're like, oh, late 70s, maybe early 80s. And then I show them some of those statistics and you know, I go, okay, well, let's assume that you live a little bit longer. Are you okay being out of money and destitute, or <laughs> do you want to have a plan in place? I would rather plan to have some money that I can pass along, right, leave some unexpected money to beneficiaries, than be out of uh, assets when I'm in my, my later years, when you may need it the most for medical coverage and things like that, and leaving financial burdens to your family instead. Uh, so, so... so. If you're planning to die early, <laughs> let's look at this and say, let's say, let's be wrong in the right direction. <laughs> so if you're wrong and you actually, God forbid, live longer than you're hoping to live, you're not going to run out of money. That's that's kind of the idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the other thing that you that you must take into account that that almost nobody does. It's like it's like the, the jumbo jet that gets off the ground and you still you can tell me you can explain aerodynamics to me, but I still don't understand how that monster gets off the ground. And I really believe that compounding interest, compounding inflation and anything that's compounding, I really don't believe people fully appreciate what it really means. Yeah. So imagine first that Every year, if inflation increases, the next year, whatever the statistics are, are based on the new number. So if inflation goes up at 3%, you're now using 103% to calculate the new number, which means if it goes up at 2% the following year or 3% or whatever it happens to be, it's compounding. So in your portfolio, your (laughs) investments, the magic of compounding is working in your favor. 
in inflation, the magic of compounding is working against you. Yep. And if you just simply use the rule of 72, you should understand that if you live for 20 years in retirement and you need $100,000 to to live and maintain your lifestyle, at the end of that period of time, it's going to cost you $200,000. 3.5 divided into 72 is about 20.6 years. And you will have now decreased your purchasing power by 50% in that period of time. But here's the thing. You don't get to wait for 20 years to feel the impact. It begins to happen year after year after year. It's an insidious thing and drives down the value of your investment accounts to the point where you'll run out of money long, long, long before that because you'll need to utilize principal rather than utilizing the return on the investment over, over time to create your income stream. So when you understand that, and then take what Nick's just said, 30 or 40 years, now you're going to take Th- that decrease in purchasing power and it doubles or or folds into itself and it starts to happen again, which means it could take three or four times as much by the time you die to yep. live where you are today. That is mind boggling. And that's one of those numbers that frankly, I just don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh it's amazing. I mean you're hitting you're hitting one of the most crucial topics, quite honestly, that we see so many times when people come to the office. I have brilliant people that will come to the office, engineers, just amazing people, spreadsheets for the last twenty years, right? Like they know how much they've spent on macaroni and cheese over the last like twenty five <laughs> years. And then we'll get into um, some of this planning and they start to see what the impact of actual inflation because our technology allows us to forecast out for, you know, we can start today at age 55 and show you age 105, right? And show you what that cost of living looks like over time. And it's hard for people to comprehend. But then you look, you have to go, now, I know that sounds like a crazy number to you. But if you look back to, I, I always tell people in the class, I'll say, what's, I like to play a little game called Who Paid the Least for Gas? <laughs> <laughs> I always lose because the least I can remember paying for gas is like 70 cents. And then people will throw their hands up. Oh, 15 cents. I was like, yep. And somebody brought you a parting gift. They washed your windows. They changed your oil. And they did all of that on 15 cent gas. Now let's look at gas today, right? When we're at $2 a gallon or when it went, when it shot all the way up to $4 a gallon a while back. Now you have to think that's one item. That's one item in our lifestyle that has astronomically grown in cost. Now look at that across the board on everything that you purchase and suddenly it'll snap in the reality of, of why these numbers see so seem so big to them, right? But when we're in the, when, when we're sitting there and I'll see these spreadsheets of, of how they've roadmapped out their own retirement on their own, kind of the do-it-yourselfer, right? And for some reason, inflation is missing. In all of that spreadsheet and all of the things that they've calculated, they haven't really accounted for the cost of goods and services rising over time at its realistic rate. We're able to look at, here's the last hundred years of inflation, and we're actually going to formulate, you know, how does that work? How does that pour into you in your specific scenario? So you're hitting it right on the head, something that's so significant for people to understand. Well, I mean, think about it this way. I, I've, I, I in, a, in class, I'll a lot of times talk about economics and the way you measure the success and income of a society and how much square footage the average income can purchase in the average home. And, but 
that I talk about when I was in high school. Now, Nick, this is, I'm old, so. Um, <laughs> you don't, you look good. Yeah, I know. I do. Thank you. You say that a lot more times if you like. Um, yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, I remember my father saying, my old man, my old man says, who in God's name would ever finance a car for three years? Why was he saying that? Because at the time, automobile financing was 24 months. And the reason for that was because the income levels of the average person allowed them to be able to pay off a car with payments that were within their wheelhouse within 24 months. Why did they extend the financing to 36 months? Because the ever-increasing cost of the car, that's inflation, and the parts and the labor to, to put that car together, took the cost of that automobile over a 24-month period out of the reach or beyond the reach of many people that the very that the vehicle was being created for. Yeah. And so the only way they could fix that problem was extend the terms of financing to allow those people to be able to purchase that car. So economics 101, whenever the cost of good of good or service gets out of the reach of the average consumer, all you can do is change the terms of finance to enable that person to give away more of their life, more of their time to purchase that same thing. Yep. And that has been going on for years and years and years. And, you know, when I was in high school, the average mortgage was 15 years. It wasn't 30 years. Yeah. We now have mortgages that are 30, 40 and even 50 year mortgages. You go out on the East Coast and the West Coast, they buy properties and they don't even pay interest on the entire balance. They balloon a portion to the back and they service debt on a portion of it while simultaneously another portion that balloons at the end will actually be accruing negatively amortizing income and growing every single month. But because they believe the values of the properties will go up so quickly by the time they have to sell, there'll still be enough money to be able to cover all of it. Why are they doing that? Because if they don't, people can't afford to buy the houses at the current cost. There you go. That's inflation, folks. So when you think about that as it relates to your retirement and understand that that's going to happen, whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. Then the number that you that you have today, you know, hey, well, I'm, I need $100,000, so a million bucks is going to get me 10 years, some, some you know, short-sighted math like that. <laughs> um, even Even that math isn't accurate and isn't true. Yeah. So you've got to be, you got to be conscious of these things and we'll leave it at that and just saying that do, having somebody like the folks at Great Waters do an analysis to give you a sense of where you are. And as I use the term operatively trajectory, the earlier you are in that path, the easier it is to make fundamental changes to ensure that you get where you want to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of the, the people are best off because we'll have people we'll be you know i'll teach a class i teach i know social security planning classes we'll talk a little bit about that uh in a few but we teach college level courses right two textbooks six hours of class um you're coming over several weeks to go through these things and then we'll have people that will say well i'm too young i'm only 55 i'm too young to start planning for this and in our minds you know we're late to the party (laughs) in our minds i'm going you are at the opportune time where you have the next 10 years to correct lifestyle changes that need to be corrected in order to actually be able to manage your lifestyle throughout retirement. Because sometimes we have people that will come in, we'll go, okay, well, let's talk about when that retirement deadline is. They're like, well, I'm retiring in three months. 
Okay. Okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> now, we're, now we're solving. You know, we're not really planning. We might be solving more than anything um, issues that are going to arise. So it really isn't too soon to uh, to align yourself with and, and what is true comprehensive planning, right? Not somebody who's just picking stocks for you, but somebody who's looking at all the moving pieces and helping you think through your healthcare, your insurance needs, your um, how long are you going to run on mortgages, how old are the cars, and how soon you'll need to be uh, repurchasing new ones. All of the moving pieces of your puzzle, someone who's actually sitting down and looking at all of those things, you're not too young to be thinking about some of this stuff. And so if you can get yourself on, on the path now, that's that's one of the most important things you can do. I want to grab onto something you just said because it, it resonates with me. Now, I'm you use the, the age group 55, which I'm a little past that age group, but I can really relate to it because here's what it means to me. It means this is the time where a lot of people are becoming empty nesters. Their kids are either going away to college, have gone away to college, have gotten married, are getting married, and very soon they're going to be all by themselves in their big old house that they raised their family in. So for all the mistakes that you made or, or for the things that you didn't do along the way, this is your principal opportunity to make up for it and to catch up to make as much money as you can, decrease your expenses, and put away as much as you possibly can in the window of time you have between now and the time that you retire. Yep, yep. I mean, so right there, that mentality, that's, that's a, um, <coughs> that is a delayed gratification mentality, right? Where when we're hitting this age, that prime age of, you know, you're making the most you've probably ever made. Right. You have the opportunity to decrease your expenses in a manner that you 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 couldn't have done before when you had kids in the home or things of that nature. So suddenly this opportunity arises and we try to help people get a vision. We, we talk a lot about goals. Um, and if you don't have a vision of what you actually want retirement to look like, you'll get saturated by the the tyranny of the now and the the urgency to enjoy today. And, and that's fine, you know, but you need to kind of segment that out. You know, how much am I going to enjoy today and how much am I actually going to set myself up to enjoy the next 30 years, the next 40 years of, of retirement? Um, so you're you're right on to say, OK, if we can think when I hit this high income, low expense opportunity, how am I going to how am I going to manage that? How am I going to capture those dollars and direct them where I want them to go? Oh, and to do that in a tax efficient manner. Right. Not just to not just to capture more and then just be shoving it all pre-tax if that doesn't make sense. Right. Do you understand your bracketing? Do you understand where you're at in your bracketing and how much should be pre-tax to be effective and how much actually should be a Roth position or after tax accounts for long term planning? Um, you've, you've, heard, you've heard me say it before, folks, many, many times tax efficiency becomes more important than investment return when you do it properly. So that's right. On. You know, so I mean, the 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 reality is. That, you know, when you get to 55, well, you've got, as soon as you hit 50, you've got the catch-up provision. You've got over $24,000 per person per year that you can put away. You can make a lot of ground up when you start doing that. But if you continue to do the 3% match at work, (laughs) trust me, you're not going to get very far. Um, Having said that, look, I'm not trying to beat you up. I don't want to demoralize somebody and say, don't do that because it's meaningless. Anything's better than nothing. That's not in dispute here. But the reality is that this is your opportunity. You know, 
Hey, Todd, I can't work a side job. I can't do a consulting job. I can't, you know, that multiple income streams uh, show you did a few weeks ago. That doesn't work for me. I've got kids. They're in activities, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> okay, well, guess what? They're gone. You don't have it anymore. So, <laughs> so if you are at the pinnacle of your career or if you've topped out at your income, now might be a time to start your side business or your consulting business and take a hundred percent on top of what you're already contributing to your sponsored plan at work and put that away. These are tremendous opportunities. You got to plan for them. You got to capture them. But boy, can you make up a lot of ground if you do it? And it starts today. Yep, absolutely. And it starts with planning. Um, and like we said, when we have a comprehensive plan, the biggest thing is you start to you start to gain knowledge about what you actually need. Because it's hard to hit a target when you don't even know what that target is, right? Um, we, we find people in what we refer to as unnecessary risk levels later in life because they have no comprehension of what they actually need in returns to compensate for their cost of living expenses. So, when you when you start getting aggressive thinking, well, I have to make it all up in the market when the reality is, no, you're actually putting yourself in an unnecessary risk position where you will hurt yourself in two years, you know, in a two year time frame for something that had you been slow and steady in your investment management because you knew how your expenses and your lifestyle would actually uh, mature over time. You didn't have to put yourself at, at that level of risk. So all of these things, and this is what we talk about. That's why it's not A plus B equals C every time. Your scenario is so unique. Um, and that's what we do. We help people look at, okay, your case, your needs, your lifestyle, your goals, your aspirations, your vision, your opportunities for secondary income. I have so many people, um, executive level individuals who all of a sudden I start talking with them about the conversation. Well, have you thought about consulting? You know, I had some friends that did that were that told me about that, but I haven't really thought about it. I said, well, well, let's look at it this way. What if we started a consulting business where, you know, you're earning a little bit of extra income those first five years of retirement when you still have the ability to kind of do it on your schedule, you're still young enough. And then that gives you time to let your social security mature, right? Because like social security is an example. When you hit your full retirement age, let's say that's 66 or 67, every year you don't take that social security. That's an 8% growth. Guaranteed your- <laughs> 8% increase. So what you're doing with that additional income is you're delaying touching your your net worth, your assets, and they're continuing to grow, and your Social Security paycheck is going to be 8% higher for every year you delay up to age 70. You know, what? I was in the military, and, I, and I'll tell you, nobody candy coats anything for anybody in the military, <laughs> and I love that. I hate this civilian world where everybody, oh, well, we don't want to offend anybody, and we don't want to scare anybody. So, you know, we, Todd, you just can't be so abrasive. <laughs> Screw that. Screw that. When I was in the military, you trade for something. They say, oh, Mr. Rooker, I hope you're listening because we're doing it at the end of the week, and if you don't do it right, you will die. You will die. Okay. That got my attention. I'm listening now. Okay. So look, I believe that when you show somebody that they aren't going to make it, that they fall off the cliff, then they are forced to do one of two things, either curl up in a ball in the closet or react to it and do something about it by God. And to me, 
That's the best way to deal with things with human beings. You 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 force them to see it. And and look, in the at the at the at the top end of the show, I said that people don't want to see it. That's the reality. What I've just described, people avoid seeing this because they they know that if they see it, they're going to be forced into having to do something about right. it, and that's more fearful to them than anything else. So I believe you put this in front of you, you force yourself to be uncomfortable, and then by God, you react to it, and you're in a great position. And the earlier you can take on that task, the more likely it is that you're going to be successful in your Absolutely. retirement. No Absolutely. question about it. We're going to take a break here. We're going to be back with Nick Folks from Great Waters Retirement Radio. We will be right back. fun with our ACDC in the morning. If you're not up, you will be after you listen to that. I'm telling you. I gotta crank my headphones down. Joe's got it up so loud. <clears throat> What'd you say? So, uh, yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> Again? What? 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 So, I am sitting here with, I mean, you know, Nick Folks is is a representative with Great Waters Financial um, and they are retirement planning specialists. Hence, Great Waters Retirement Radio. Uh, and this is such a pleasant uh, young man here. Uh, very, very well-spoken, very adept at these things. And, uh, man, I just, I need to, I'm going to need to tweak him and get him a little ticked off here or something and get that <laughs> dander up. But, uh, no, he, he, Nick, Nick is the guy and he was one of them who can do this, this, uh, free analysis for you. And I would just say this, the sooner you get it done, the better. I don't care if you're 25 years old. Um, it's all good because the sooner you, you develop that, uh, that plan, the easier it is to to uh, know where where you are when you're on track, and of course that also stands to reason that that means you're going to meet with your advisor regularly to track your progress. And if nothing else, it's a coaching scenario where you know what if we're working out together and you show up at my house at seven a.m., I guess I'm going to have to go work out. Yeah. But if I don't think you're coming, maybe I'll just lay in bed just a little bit longer, you know. And that's the way retirement planning is. That's the way everything is as it relates to to life and money. And so you you need sometimes to know that if I'm not doing these things and I show up at my advisor's office, he's going to say something about it and I'm going to feel like a, like a, a, a well, well, whatever, you know what I mean. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and that means I'm going to actually have to react and do something. That's not a bad thing. That's a really good thing. So Nick, how do they get a hold of you if they want to pick up the phone and call you or just shoot you an email to do this? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you can reach us in a couple different ways. You can reach me at greatwatersfinancial.com and you can uh, check out um, the All About Us page, and then you can connect with us there. Uh, our, the, I work specifically out of the White Bear Lake office. I'm one of the lead advisors there. You can call our office directly at 651-964-3423. Um, or you can uh, feel free to shoot an email out to me, Nick, N-I-C-K dot folks, F-O-U-L-K-S, at mygreatwaters.com. And you can simply go to their website as well. And just find, just find, you know, who about us and personnel and you will most likely see Nick's smiling face looking back <laughs> at you and you just click on that. You'll have his contact information. You can schedule an appointment to do an analysis uh, based on where you are or where or even if you've not even started. This is the time. Um, you know, he wants to grow his business, too, and working with you for the rest of your life would be a great thing for him and any other advisor. So uh, they're looking for you. You're looking for them. And it's all a good thing. 
So, <clears throat> all that said, um, meet with your advisor regularly because you want to know that you're on track. What are the issues as it relates to putting money into a retirement account? <clears throat> and this is coming from me, me, the expert. You know, the guy who says Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman combined have nothing on me. I work with people and help them with day-by-day money management. And one of the particular bullets uh, related to that is lifestyle expectations. Mm. Specifically, remember that most people uh, are not business people, which is my lifetime frustration. That means that they don't measure themselves in net worth. They measure themselves in the new car, the nice house, the trip to Europe or the trip to Florida, uh, the nice handbag their wife carries, the the restaurants that they go to. And all of that has nothing to do with how you're doing financially. How you're doing financially is about all the assets that you own, your retirement accounts, your savings accounts, your equity in your home, your whatever you own, and then subtract all your liabilities. And that tells you where you are. The question is, are you growing? And maybe even another question is, if we take the, the qualified plan out, the 401k out, if we eliminate that from the from the conversation, uh, boy, that's going to put a lot of people in jeopardy, isn't it? If we eliminate that from the conversation, then I say, is your net worth increasing year over year or not? Because I think if most people weren't funding a retirement account, which, by the way, takes absolutely no discipline because it comes out of your check automatically. And if it didn't come out of your check automatically, frankly, most of you wouldn't have any money in a retirement account. So in your daily lives, are you actually managing your lives with uh, with with an eye to am I decreasing or increasing my net worth based on this decision? Now, that's something I encounter on a daily basis. And when your measuring stick is all about I want to live in a nice house in a nice neighborhood, send my kids to school. Well, those are all wonderful things, yeah. but they have nothing to do with how are you doing financially. And so if that's the way you measure yourself, you're already off track because you're not looking at the things that are actually meaningful to formulating that decision. So the next issue is, have you ever sat down based on your income? Now, everybody loves to talk about their gross income because it's a bigger number. <laughs> It sounds good, right? <laughs> it sounds good. But uh, the reality is you don't get that money. Nope. You have standard withholdings. Then you have any contribution you make to a retirement account. Maybe monies that are going to your health savings account uh, or flex plan. Then you've also got uh, the, the uh, you know, maybe company-sponsored uh, annually renewable term life insurance, disability insurance, and any money you have to spend on your own health insurance, maybe to have your family on your policy and all that. Well, here's what's left. Well, i got to tell you, for 30 years, I've sat down with people, and I throw that number out, forget about how much they earn, and I walk through and ask them every question, which, by the way, you cannot do this yourself because you won't do it right because you're smart enough to know what you don't want to know. That's, oh, that's good. That's that's the reality because you put numbers in a spreadsheet that, that, that you wish you were only spending so it all balances because you get a stomachache if you don't. So that's why halfway down the spreadsheet, you're already changing the numbers to make it all balance magically. Screw that. Forget all of that. Actually put down how much you're going to spend on your kid's birthday and on your hunting trip and on your anniversary and on your holiday spending. And how much will you spend, you know, with the lawn, you know, aerating, fertilizing, seeding, planting a garden, all the things that in your mind, by God, I ought to be able to do because that's how your mind works. 
you believe that you should be able to do those things. And that's why when you walk into the hardware store or Home Depot or Target or Walmart or wherever you're going, you have numbers in your head before you walk in the door. And that's how you manage your financial life. Hey, Mike, the kid across the street came to my kid's birthday party. I've got to reciprocate and get them a birthday party. You try to tell me that you don't have a number before you walk in that store. So if I draw all that out of you, or or maybe if you can do it yourself, and you put all those numbers down, what you've actually created now is the lifestyle expectation that, by goodness, you believe you ought to be able to have. I know that's improper English, but bear with me. So there's the number, right? There it is. Now, when you compare that against people's consistent, predictable take-home pay, meaning that, you know, maybe they get a bonus at the end of the year, but you don't want to use credit cards throughout the year to subsidize that. So when you get the bonus, all you're doing is simply catching up because now you're getting nowhere. And believe me, I know nine out of 10 people do that. So if that's what you do, you got a lot of company. But remember, just because a lot of other dumb people are doing it doesn't make it right. That's 100% accurate. So now we take that amount of money and we say, wow, my take-home pay will not support the lifestyle that I expect that I ought to be able to have. And the challenge that most people have is that they're not happy with the lifestyle they currently have. They want their lifestyle to get better, which means in relation to income, the lifestyle costs are often insatiable. Yeah, that's that's incredibly accurate. Um, so let me give you an illustration of how that plays out in our world. Um, so we'll sit down. And we'll start kind of road mapping with people. And one of the most um, simplistic questions we ask is, "What keeps your world going around on a monthly basis?" And you get the you get the the if it's a husband and wife, you kind of get that stare across from each other. And the the him and haw. And then they throw I, got, up- I got to laugh because that that is <laughs> when you work with couples, they will look at each other before they answer for fear that they're going to tick the other person off so it's so comical to work with couples and see what you just said go ahead so so they get the him and ha and then they'll shoot out a number maybe they'll say ah probably you know four thousand four thousand a month four thousand yeah okay and then i'm like okay that's great so then We'll walk through, they'll bring, because people bring in, uh, we ask for detailed information um, because we're doing a thorough analysis, right? So then I'll look at the pay stubs and I'll look at everything and I'll go, okay, we plug it all in and I'm like, okay, so it looks like you're netting like two grand a month or three grand a month right now that where, where is that going? Is that going into a savings account? Are you reinvesting that? And then they get this other look where they look at the other one and they go, I don't have three grand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have three grand? Are you hiding money from uh, yeah. me? Right? Like, yeah, right, like right, all of a sudden, right. I just, which, I just blew which, something up. Which, by the up. way, sometimes is happening, actually. But, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But then that's when it hits them. The reality that what you think you're spending is not what you're spending. Right. And they realize that, no, well, actually, we only have maybe $100 left. Oh, so your cost of living is more like 7000 a month. Then. Right. And it's that wake-up call. And, and let's be honest, that can stink. Right. Because you we like to think that maybe our lifestyles in a, in a more reasonable position. And some people are there. Are some people that they bring me in like every they bring in the bank statement. They're like, here's everything out, everything in. And they are netting, you know, two, three, four thousand dollars a month, honestly. But there's other people that it's just that, that is call. that is so rare, though. Yeah. The so number rare. of people who do that. And, and, and with those people. They are like unicorns. I mean, <laughs> you they, hear about them, you yeah. just don't see them. <laughs> and so, so that's one of the beauties of sitting down with somebody who's actually doing a plan for you. That's what we do. Is it's that reality, right? Of 
okay, you feel like you're spending 4000 but feelings are not accurate with statements. So when we walk through and we actually filter through what are the purchasing, and then we can actually go through, well, okay, here's what really happened. Your your true cost of living, you're like what you have to pay is 4000 What you spend and what you have to pay are two different ballgames. So you may only have to pay 4000 but you spend at a rate of seven. So let's be realistic with that, and let's plan for that, because otherwise you're going to get to retirement and be sorely disappointed right. that you've that we've created a plan that budgeted you at 4000 and then now for us, because I'm a fiduciary, right? So I'm acting in your best interest. All of a sudden, now you're coming to me, and you're saying, well, I need to up this, or I want to up this amount of spending, and I'm going, okay, well, was there a change in the plan? Did something alter? No, we just feel like we don't have enough. Well, the reality was maybe we didn't dive into what your that's finances it. be, what really were. And so that's why at Great Waters, we dig. We're going to dig a little bit more into those questions. We're going to make you kind of work through some of that information because at the end of the day, we want you to live retirement greatly. And that comes from having a, a reality check of what are you actually spending so we can create an accurate plan to help you live that type it, of lifestyle. It, it, you're, you illustrated exactly what I, what I said earlier in a different way, and it's just spot on. Okay, 4000 bucks is the static, straightforward stuff. But the reality is that the $7,000, that's your lifestyle expectation. Yep. And we're talking about take-home pay, right? Yep. So we're not talking about, I mean, $7,000 a month in take-home pay. You understand it takes a lot more gross income to yep. generate $7,000, a lot more in-gross income to generate $7,000 in consistent take-home pay. Yep. And remember something else. If you're paid every two weeks, that means there's 26 pay cycles in a year, which means that you don't get to average in 26 over 12 months. You have to look at simply two pay cycles, which is what you get 10 months out of the year, and that has to net you $7,000 a month to make that budget balance. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> now it's even more gross income to make that happen consistently. Yep. So these are the issues as it relates to retirement planning, and they're the things that most, forgive me, most advisors who are not retirement specialist overlook we're going to take our next break here we will be right back with nick folks from great waters financial it is this saturday great waters retirement radio we will be right back all right this is for nick coming over from the dark side wisconsin <laughs> In Wisconsin. You know what the problem is? Well, you know what the problem is with the people from Wisconsin? They're too good looking. They live in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's what the problem is. And you know what the problem you know what the, the problem with the state of Wisconsin is? There's Wisconians who are living there. That's the problem. Telling you, man. All right, the dark side. I like it. All right, so Nick, Nick and I were having a phenomenal conversation at the break, as is usually the, 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 the situation. We have the, our best conversations when we're not on here. Uh, but we were talking about the management of a business and how that relates to the management of your, of your personal affairs and your, your investments. And just, you know, interesting how, how, how people you can be dealing with MBAs who in their work perform one way, but then drop the ball entirely when it comes to their own personal stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We were, uh, the biggest thing that I see is for people is that level of awareness and intentionality that it takes to be successful, right? Anything we want to do in life, it takes awareness and intentionality. Um, and it also takes accountability. So 
one of the things we talk about with people is that ability to meet with your advisors on a regular basis. So I always tell people, let's play this out as a, as though we are a business, right? It is your last name, Inc. And you're the CEO of your company. And whoever your advisor is, is really the CFO, the chief financial officer. They are there to help manage the money. Which means you are the you are the boss. You make the decisions, but they're providing you with information to help you make the best decision possible. And you got to have that input. Exactly. So now let's play this out. Your company, you're, you're running this business. How often do you want to hear from that chief financial officer? Once a year? <laughs> hey, don't cash that check just yet, right? It didn't go as great as we thought it did this year. You don't. You would want to hear from them on a regular basis. Same thing applies when it comes to managing your assets inside of retirement. Whoever is serving your family has an obligation to you to make sure that you have a level of awareness of how you're actually doing, not at the end of the year, right? Because now all we're doing is we're actually just looking back. We're not actually planning forward and being strategic. Like we don't call what, when we meet with our clients, we don't even refer to that as a review. We call them strategy sessions. Because we're strategizing for what we need to do next to be successful on your behalf. How do we serve you in the best manner possible? So whenever you, whoever you enlist, whoever you hire as the person who's going to serve your family in the era of your financial advisor, they should really be advising you, not reviewing with you, if that makes sense. It, it makes complete sense. And so let me bring a point home that, that will really illustrate this. Most of you are involved in company-sponsored retirement accounts wherein the fees that you would pay a fiduciary are greater than what you would pay an individual investment advisor as your fiduciary or your so-called CFO. Yet you're taking advantage of none of it because most of you have never talked to anybody who represents the company that you're investing, whether the mutual funds or whomever it is who's a custodian, even the person at work most of the time. So you have no idea about any of this stuff. Nobody's talking to anybody about anything. And you don't even think that you, it doesn't even occur to you that you should be doing it. That's, that's the other thing. So, you know, when you think about, you know, rolling your money, a lot of times people say, well, you know, there's really no sense in rolling the money because you know what I'm going to, even if I, even if I, if, even if I have, you know, someone else take advantage of it, I want to maintain the same portfolio, the same, you know, asset allocation and, and blah, blah, blah. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is that somebody is going over it. Somebody is telling, telling, somebody is, I mean, most of you, the most basic thing that one needs to do to maintain an investment strategy is to rebalance every year to make sure that your asset allocation remains the same based on your strategy. <laughs> How many of you at work are looking at your portfolio at the end of the year and doing any sort of rebalancing? None. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and the, and the fact that the market is bearing this and you're only getting that hello <laughs> the direct reflection of how you're weighted yes. inside of that portfolio and what's actually consistently performing well over time and then even if you if you look at it this way right so let's talk about the 401k we're in this box you've got six investments maybe 30 investments at max there is a whole wide world of investing that is outside of that box that you're in thousands upon thousands of investments and a lot of what you're looking at um, are target date funds which if you study the history of target date funds is an interesting thing in itself um, 
But even more so, are you looking at diversification as just a U.S.-based thing? Because you're... you're well, let's cover something quick. And we, we, gotta, we don't have much time to oh, take sorry. our break. But the, no, no, that's great. So target date funds are funds that as you, as you grow older in your, we'll call it again, your age trajectory, they are changing the portfolio's focus from what was previously possibly uh, looking at more equity investments to create a greater rate of return because you've got a lot of time on your hands. As you get closer to retirement, you're going to be looking at more at income and more consistent re- results, which means your return on investment is probably going to go down. Yep. All right. So target date funds anticipate that based on your age and they begin to tweak the portfolio. That's what Nick is talking about. Yeah. Just so we're clear here. So yeah. quick, quick, Nick, finish it up. Yeah. So, so now you have to look at, are you actually globally diversified or are you just diversified inside of the U S because if you're heavily weighted in just U S equities, well, that's a dangerous position to be in, right? Because that's that's only representing a, a portion of the global market share. So it's it's thinking through all of those things. Whoever's serving your family needs to be planning some of this stuff out and thinking kind of long term for you. Get you outside of some of that box. Um, but Absol- absolutely, and, and because and, and folks, we could make an argument that uh, many of the Fortune 500 companies have reached some level of saturation, and the return or growth over time may have been, may be diminishing. Emerging markets are a whole different ballgame. And you need to have a diversification. That's what you're saying, right? That's exactly what I'm saying. All right, so let's take our break. We'll be right back with Nick Folks from Great Waters Financial. This is Great Waters Retirement Radio, and you can get a hold of Nick by picking up the phone and calling Nick. 651-964-3423. Again, that number is 651-964-3423. All right, let's take our break. This is you. The train's coming, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's that whole... React or die. <laughs> I love it. All right. So we're we're just about out of time here. And uh, Nick, anything anything that you want to cover in the time that we've got left? Any resonating thoughts we want to leave people with? Yeah, I think the the biggest component that we haven't really touched on yet is really tax planning, tax efficiency. It's one of the most significant aspects when you're getting into actual retirement planning. Um, you know, I try to tell people, I give them an example, you know, right now we have great tax, great tax opportunity. If you don't have a tax strategy, um, between now and the year 2025, unless these laws are solidified, you're missing, you're missing a huge opportunity. This is the lowest taxes that we've seen in modern history for ourselves. We have to take advantage of this, but you know, let's say you're retiring with a million dollars and you feel like you feel really good about that. But if you're not accounting for taxes, and inflation inside of it working together. Inflation's one thing. We hit that. You hit that with a hammer. Uh, but we also have to think about taxes because if you're in the 24% tax bracket, you don't really have a million dollars. Right. right. You got closer to 750000 that you're dealing with. Oh, wait, that was just federal. Yeah. So we have to talk about state, too. So we have to bring in what are the state taxes. So understanding your tax planning and your efficiency and longevity of your money is huge. And then at the front end of your portfolio, based on mortality, you've got required minimum distributions, which force you to take more money than you need and adjust your tax bracket to a higher level. Which all plays into what's called your provisional income, <laughs> which adjusts your whole Social Security taxation at that point. And so when we're sitting, creating these blueprints for people, helping them to look and see that, you know, we're hitting topics they've never really thought of. Like, okay, in the in this year, when you hit 70 and a half, your taxes would technically spill over to this rate. So if we do some conversion planning from here to here 
And they're looking at us like deer in headlights. Tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. But see, they've been employees. They are just mindless about this stuff because every every paycheck, they just take the taxes out. And at the end of the year, maybe we get a little refund. That's how much they know about taxes. It it's, makes you want to pull your hair out, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. But, Todd, when I, when I can sit down with people and, uh, and they, oh, are we out of time? We're out of it. All right, listen. Nick, folks, Great Waters Retirement Radio. Go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Look up Nick. He is a phenomenal guy. He can help you do a plan and get you on track. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.